Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, Steel City. Welcome to the Injury Report on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. Today's show, Pittsburgh Pirates Spring Training Report. The 2024 Pirates get ready for the upcoming season. The Pittsburgh Penguins take five out of six points on this recent home ice heavy schedule. The GM says wait and see as far as trades, and then makes one. The Pitt Panthers, NCAA men's basketball team, are clawing to a bubble spot of an NCAA tourney bid after a rousing blackout home win. I will explain. And your Pittsburgh Steelers released a starter on offense and signed a reserve linebacker on defense, but still have only one quarterback on its roster. Please come join me, Ralph Calise, on the Injury Report, next on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. Let's go!
Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Injury Report on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all other sports. My name is Ralph Galist. I will be the host. This is my ninth show of the Injury Report, coming close to show number 10. It's been a great ride. Love it. Glad all that have joined. You can see early in the chat, we have Terran, Larry B. Welcome, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Just want to follow up. Terran, great show. That is uh, some job you do out there on uh, volleyball. Unbelievable. Way to go, guy. So, of course, uh, sports radio, IE Sports Radio for the last nine years. IE Sports Radio has brought you amazing content ranging from interviewing legendary athletes, coaches, and other authorized media personnel to building tailor-made shows dedicated to all major sports cities around the country. Make sure to follow us at IE Sports Radio on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok to keep up with the latest in sports and with our shows also Check out our live, check out our daily updated website, iesportsradio.com, for sports news, the IE Sports Radio blog, our Hall of Fame. Yours truly is the 24th member of the IE Sports Radio Hall of Fame. Fans of the Month, pages dedicated to each podcast, our IE Sports Radio community forum, and stop by the shop to check out the merch. Thank you for making for IE Sports Radio your direct feed. For all that is sports. And as always, thank you for listening. Okay, so today we're going to get right into uh, some spring training baseball with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, A little different way of starting my show. But being that the Pirates came into spring training this past weekend, I figured I'd uh, do some baseball with them because the season is upcoming fast. Believe it or not, they already played four spring training games and uh, I'll go over some things that happened the past couple of days with them. As you as you know, uh, baseball season is right around the corner. You have the uh, cracks of the bats, the poppings of the glove. Just a very exciting time of the season, the beginning of the season. Every team is in it. Every team is in first place. And every team has a chance. So we'll take that mantra with the Pittsburgh Pirates, see how it goes this year. So it started out last week before their first game on February 24th that they signed Mitch Keller. They're gonna, that's going to be their opening day pitcher to a five-year, $77 million extension. The Pirates lock up the young core player as the Pirate team continues to try to return to the postseason for the first time in nearly a decade. It was announced after, after a visit to the coach's office where manager Derek Shelton handed Keller a bottle of champagne, naming him the opening day pitcher for the Pirates in the 2024 season. A great accomplishment for Mitch Keller. He won his arbitration case, as you remember, in the offseason, and he just got paid. So then came Saturday, had their first spring training game. It was against the Twins. It was at the Twins Stadium, and they had uh, a pitcher named uh, Bailey Falter, who was starting, who was trying for a spot in starting rotation. He started, he allowed two runs and two innings. Uh, Not bad. Henry Davis was the catcher, probably the opening day catcher, went two for three. And Edward Olivares had a two-run RBI, a triple. 
But the uh, stats in this game was the Pirate pitching. They have a bullpen and young starting pitchers coming up that are uh, supposed to be really good. And in this game, there was five of the seven pitchers that posted a scoreless inning. Now, mind you, this is spring training, so all these guys are getting a look. They're new players. Not many of them are heard of. And the guys that the pitch, the scoreless innings were Jared Jones, Josh Fleming, Jose Hernandez, who had three strikeouts in his one inning, Michael Plassmeyer, and Hunter Stratton. Hunter Stratton might make the bullpen this year. Uh, the Jared Jones the, is the Pirates' number three prospect. He's 62nd overall. He was hitting at 98 miles per hour and a curveball with a 58-inch of vertical break. He looked in midseason form, and he pitched a scoreless inning in his first spring training a- action. Now, I don't know. They have all these metrics now in baseball where you could go to like a stat cast. Yeah, if you get a chance, try to look up what a 58-inch uh, vertical break of a curveball looks like. You'll be amazed. Their next game was February 25th. It was against the Baltimore Orioles. It was their home opener at their uh, spring training park. That's Lecom Park. And the Orioles were two two zero winners. The Pirates didn't do much hitting. They had a total of three hits. But they get, there was a good look at their starting lineup as you had O'Neill Cruz leading off, left fielder Brian Reynolds, third base baseman Key Brian Hades, center fielder Jack Sawinski, first baseman Rowdy Telez, catcher Yasmin Grandel. I guess he's going to be splitting time with uh, Henry Davis. You had your right fielder was Connor Joe, second base was Leo Pagero, and you had uh, Nick Gonzalez trying for a starting spot on the on the mound. The uh, Orioles' first run was unearned. Pitching again was the story here. Mitch Keller, the aforementioned, pitched the first two innings. So the opening day pitcher threw two innings, one hit, two walks, two strikeouts. Not bad. They again had uh, pitchers throw scorers innings. Dari Moretta with two Ks. Ryder Ryan, another scoreless inning with a K. Brent Honeywell, a scoreless inning with one K. And he spoke after the game and was saying, I want to be a screwballer bringing a unique set of pitching goals to the Pirates. He did his dad, Bred Sr., cousin of Mike Marshall. Mike Marshall's an old baseball player. Relied on that pitch for a relief pitcher, and he went on to win the 1974 Cy Young Award. So it runs in the family. It'd be nice to see a screwballer in the major leagues. I'm sure you Dodger fans remember um, Fernando Fernando Valenzuela. He was probably the best. And I think Juan Marichal had a screwball. But those players were pitched back then. Uh, also in the game, Connor Saddix pitched the score, sitting with two Ks. Cam Allen, one inning, two hits, three Ks, had a walk. Isaac Matson score, sitting with a, with a walk and a K. And Tyler Fiegel had two hits, an inning, and a run. These are all guys trying to vie for a spot in the bullpen. But the pitching was off to a good start after the first two games. There was some sad news uh, during the day. Uh, Former Pittsburgh Pirate Jose DeLone, he passed away at 63 years old. 
his uh, first game, major league game, was February 25th. I'm sorry, he passed away February 25th, 2024. He made his major league debut for the Pirates on July 23rd, 1983. He went on to pitch four years for Pittsburgh. Our condolences and prayers go out to his family. So next came their third game, and manager uh, Derek Shelton threw out a lineup out there versus the Blue Jays in Dundeedon, Florida, where the Blue Jays came out on top 8-4. to four. He basically said this lineup was to try to figure out who was going to get the starting second base job. So he put players that are vying for that job in different positions of the infield. So he had Nick Gonzalez at third, Jared Triol at second. The DH was Henry Davis. Left fielder was Edward Lavalas. Right fielder was Cannon Smith and Uh They threw another catcher, Jason DeLay, behind the plate. Shortstop Alika Williams. Jake Lamb was playing first. Center field was J. Hewan Bay. And the starting pitcher was Ronzi Contreras coming off an injury. He, uh, Flashed some velocity, but struggled at times. In the loss to the Blue Jays, he topped out at 96.2 miles with his four-seamer and lived in the strike zone with 21 of his 35 pitches for strikes. His totals were four hits, two runs, and two innings. Did throw six consecutive balls with two outs in the second inning before a run came around. Contreras afterwards says he feels good about himself and his back mentally stronger and physically stronger, of course, than he was. And a big note in this game, uh, Tamar Johnson, a Pirates first-round pick in 2022 Major League Draft, hit two homers. He hit a two-run shot in the seventh and a solo shot in the ninth. He had three RBIs, and manager uh, Derek Shelton has been impressed by his uh, play and demeanor. Again, the pitching... Uh, Contreras in his first start two inning pitch, four hits, two earned runs, one walk and he didn't strike out anybody Braxton Ashcraft pitched a scoreless inning Colin Shelby, one inning, one hit two walks, two Ks Willie Peralta, scoreless inning, one hit one base on ball Sean Sullivan, point two innings three hits, four runs one base on ball and one one K, yikes that wasn't a good inning he didn't even pitch an inning. Uh, Justin Meese pitched a scoreless inning. And Cade McCaw finished it up with uh, two-thirds of an inning, two hits, two runs, one walk, and one K. So basically, two guys gave up six runs in that game. So the Pirates, 0-2 in spring training. They um, came back today, and they were... Uh, played the Braves back at the Lecom Park and they actually won today I was just looking at the stats before I came on and they won They won the game 8-4 to four. so again the starting lineup today was a variety of what the uh, opening lineup probably is going to look like uh, O'Neill Cruz at short uh, left field was Brian Reynolds third brace was Kebron Hayes Catcher again, Yasmani Grandel. So he's caught two of the first four games to start. DH Connor Joe, right fielder Edward Ovalis, 
First base, Rowdy Telez. Center fielder, Jack Sawinski. Second base was Leova Pagero. And the left-handed pitcher, Marco Gonzalez, started the game. He's looked to be a big piece in the starting rotation this year. Again, the Pirates won 13-4. The bats came awake. Key Brian Hayes hit a grand slam. Brian Reynolds hit a two-run shot and had an outfield assist. One of my favorite plays in baseball, an outfield assist. Love it, especially when they throw somebody out at home plate. Um, Again, the pitching, uh, Gonzalez started. He pitched 1.2 innings, gave six hits, three runs, two Ks. But the uh, guys that Shelton chose to pitch today uh, picked him up. Kyle Nikosis pitched a scoreless inning with two Ks. Michael Plasmeyer scoreless inning with two Ks. Louis Ortiz, two innings with a run in two Ks. Jose Hernandez, who got the win, pitched a scoreless inning. And Hunter Stratton, who was going to make this Pittsburgh Pirate bullpen, had a hold and a scoreless inning with two Ks. The uh, Pirates had a fourth spot, four runs in the third inning, and a seventh spot in the sixth inning. So, spring training is uh, pretty much in full gear. Pirates have played four games already, and it just started Saturday. Time flies. So we'll get into uh, the Pirates more as uh, opening day comes. And like I said at the beginning, these players are all vying for a job. Although Derek Shelton has thrown out there two two starting lineups of a version with one player missing that I haven't seen play yet in spring training. And I haven't heard much comment on it. Uh, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, who the Pirates signed in the offseason to come back, has not uh, had an at-bat or anything. Maybe they're just uh, bringing him along slow so that uh, he could be ready for uh, a regular season. Because he is coming off an injury on his leg. So that's probably what it is. But we'll look into that. We'll get some information on that and see what happens with that. So Bucko Baseball is underway. Uh, We'll see what happens with them. We have a... we have a long way to go before spring training is uh, is complete. So we'll see what happens as they go. But today was today was good. The backs got going. Two of the starters came up big, and uh, again, you can't uh, you can't disclaim what's going to happen with all these guys because spring training is about fifty-eight to sixty-five guys in camp. And the manager and the coaches have to decipher who's going to make the uh, 25-man roster. All right. So let's get into, let's see. Let's do the Pitt basketball. Um, Pitt had two games in the the week span that uh, we last spoke. And their first game they played, I believe, was last Tuesday. And they played uh, Wake Forest at Wake Forest. And I was watching some of this game, and Pitt got blown out. So it was a very bad loss when in the position they're fighting for, for a tourney bid, and they lost both by 33 points to a team in the same position vying for a tournament bid. They were dominated on both ends of the floor and having their worst shooting game of the year. 
Pitt was ran off the floor with no signs of catching up, missing eight attempts from the field to start the second half. They were already down by 11. Pitt was down 18 points with just over 15 minutes to go in the game, and the Pitt five-game win streak was snapped by Wake Forest. And now I have to reflect on this hard loss, putting them at best on the bubble. Saturday night came, and the uh, Panthers had a game at the Peterson Event Center in Pittsburgh, and they had uh, West Virginia coming in, and they had the game was, I don't know if you saw, if anybody saw, but if you saw the uh, like coming attraction for the game, it had the blackout logo on the Pitt Panthers like website or X Twitter or wherever you you follow them on social media. So what it was was they were wearing black uniforms with the letter P in gold with gold trim. So what happened was they. They called it blackout, blackout night at the Peterson Event Center. So everybody was basically dressed in black. This is a college thing because I don't know if you've ever seen Penn State football. They do it. They call it a whiteout, and it's insane when they come out of the tunnel and you say, oh, it's great. Google it or you watch it on YouTube. You'll see what it is. But this was a little different. The Pitt Panthers were wearing all black coaches were wearing black and all the fans were dressed in black so if you had anything else with black on you were sticking out so the game went on they played the Virginia Tech Hokies and the Panthers came out on top 79 to 64 it was a big win for Pitt they rode a big second half uh, to the 79-64 win over Virginia Tech they hosted them, like I said, in a blackout game. Pitt was wearing the black uniforms with the gold pan, gold P on their chest and the gold trim. All the fans blacked out in dress attire at the Peterson Event Center was a black hole for Virginia Tech. <laughs> I wrote that. I wanted to say that. <laughs> After halftime, the score was 36-36. Pitt fell behind 42-40. And used a 22-2 second half run over a span of 6 minutes and 44 seconds to take over the game with an 18-0 run in 5 minutes of the 6.44 time span. So that's 18 points in 5 minutes, straight points. Pitt wound up outscoring Virginia Tech 43-28 in the second half to gain the blackout win in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Zach Orson had a, on the Panthers had a significant impact on the game on both ends of the floor, scoring nine points with a season-high 14 rebounds and five block shots. And very important, he became just a 14th player in NCAA since 1994-94 to record over 1,000 points, 500 rebounds, 150 blocks, and 150 three-point field goals in a career. Now just digest that. I'll say it again. 1,000 points, 500 rebounds, 150 blocks, and 150 three-point field goals in a career. This is college. 
I mean, that's that's amazing. The uh, sixth man vying for the sixth man a year in the award in the ACC, Ishmael Leggett, of course, came off the bench to finish with 13 points, six rebounds, two assists, and has double figure scoring in nine of his last ten games. Yeah, he's got a good lock on that sixth man a year award in the ACC. Let's hope he gets it. Pitt is now 14-1 in year when they score more bench points than their opponent. Jalen Lowe continued his outstanding all-play. That's the freshman guard that spoke about prior shows, scoring in double figures for his 11th time in league play. 18 points, added four rebounds, six assists, two steals. This guy is like a uh, stat sheet stuffer. This is the fifth of the last six games he scored in double figures. So Ishmael Leggett and Jalen Lowe are very hot players at this time. Uh, I looked it up today, and as far as it goes for Pitt, they're uh, they're on the bubble. They're on the bubble for a uh, tourney bid. So they have they have some uh, ACC games coming up. I would they have four left in the in the in the division, and then they have the league tournament um, gathering. They're gonna have to come up with uh, maybe three, possibly four big wins out of these next games between the tournament and the four that they have left to really uh, get an automatic bid. But uh, we'll see what happens. Just an interesting note after the after the blowout that was watching the game Saturday and they, they were talking about Coach Jeff Capel and he took him three days to watch the video. He watched the video of the Wake Forest game because the way he put it, it's just something a coach has to do. It doesn't matter when as long as it's done before the next game. And this guy, from what they were saying, the announcers did it Friday night at 2 o'clock in the morning. The house, his house was asleep. His family was asleep. And he couldn't sleep. He says, well, now's a better time than ever. And he got himself up, I guess got himself to the room and watched the videotape. And whatever he came, whatever came out of it that he was watching must have really helped because Pitt was phenomenal Saturday in the second half. I mean, if they could play like that, they're gonna uh, they're gonna surprise some people. So we'll follow pit basketball as we go. I'll take a break. This is the Yinzer Report on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. I'll be back shortly. We'll get into the uh, Penguins and some Steeler tidbits that came up, and uh, we'll go from there. Hockey fans, I'm Adam Kernan. And I'm Zach Puplis. Together, we are the newest version of Hockey Talk on IE Sports Radio, The Neutral Zone. Zone, 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 zone. We love hockey, but we also know it's not everyone's first sport. So we want to make this show as much for new fans as for the diehards. Whether you can name all the Swedes on the 08 Red Wings Stanley Cup team 
Or, if you can't tell if Varlamov is a goalie or the latest trendy vodka, we're here to help. With facts, figures, and outrageous fans, we bring you all the hard-hitting hockey news you can handle, while still keeping it fun and on the rails. Well, mostly. So tune in every week as we go around the hockey world from college to Canada, the minors and the majors, and everywhere in between. So bring your sellies. And your one-timers. Your wicked ristas. And be sure to protect your five-hole. Catch the Neutral Zone every week on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. We promise not to pick on the Arizona Coyotes every episode. Buffalo is on the map? Did you know Canada is closer to Buffalo than New York City? Welcome to the Buffalo Huddle every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. I'm your host, Patty Bax. This is a podcast designed for you, the passionate sports fan. I know you love your sports. Who doesn't? I cover Buffalo sports and so much more by bringing in the human elements. I call it Buffalo sports with a twist. Join me as we take a journey into the world of Buffalo sports. I guarantee you'll fall in love with Buffalo just like I did. Each week we start with an inspiration, question of the day, a Buffalo fun fact, and a weekly challenge to you, the listener. Come huddle up with me every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time for the Buffalo Huddle with Patty Bax on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. As we say in Buffalo, go Bills! It's me, your boy, Larry B., and I want to walk you through the world of sports. No, no, no. Not just the mainstream major TV deal type sports, although those are important too. But let me be your guide to your journey of all sports, from college to the pros, the minors, and everything in between. Each week, we are talking sports galore with true diehards just like you from a hardcore fan's perspective that's sure to quench your thirst around leagues you may know all too well and some you may even discover here. 
That's right, sports fans. If you love sports of all kinds, enjoy hearing amazing sports stories and respect all sports because you know how difficult any of them can be to play or compete in, then this is your show. Join me, your boy Larry B, on the defining moment each week here on IE Sports Radio, your directly for all that is sports, and let the sports come to you. Welcome back. The Injury Report on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all other sports. That is a great show, The Defining Moment with Larry B. Okay, I'll do some sponsorships here. So, Planet Jerky, Premium Biscuit Beef Jerky. Planet Jerky is the official jerky of the 2022 California League Champion Lake Elsinore Storm Single A affiliate of the San Diego Padres. This all brisket. Jerky has glutton-free options, contains no MSG, no sodium nitrate, low in sugar, and high in protein. Planet Jerky, the jerky that's on another planet. Find it on Instagram at Planet Jerky. Another sponsor is Seal the Deal Wax Seals by Cecilia B. So you've just finished your very own wedding or baby shower invitation and you're looking for that extra special touch. Maybe you just wrote a letter to a relative or a friend and you want to add to their smile when they receive it, then seal the deal with Cecilia's handmade sealing wax stamps for your invitations, letters, and gifts. You bring the deal. We'll bring the seal. Instagram at seal the deal underscore wax stamps and at Facebook, seal the deal wax seals. Okay, so the Penguins... Hanging on for dear life in the uh, playoff race. Had three games this past week from last I was on, Tuesday to today. And there were three home games. And it was uh, a very important part of their schedule. And out of the uh, three games, they wound up gaining five out of six points. So these three games, we'll go over the three games. We're at the PB Paints Arena in Pittsburgh. This was uh, Tuesday, last Tuesday, February 20th. They lost to the New York Islanders 5-4 in overtime. The Penguins' rally fell short, but two third-period goals gained a comeback and a much-needed point. Great start. They had an opening goal at 12:48 by Marcus Pedersen with help us to Carlson and Raquel. After a New York Islander goal by Barzell and a breakaway out of the penalty box, meaning another failed power play for the Penguins, they fell behind 2-1 and soon later 3-1. The Pens closed to 3-2 and were awarded another power play after a failed challenge by coach, New Islander coach Patrick Rouar, claiming a hand pass was credited on the goal to happen. The free play failed and leaving it at 3-2 going to the third. A quick third period start for New York Islanders on a goal by Mike Riley. The Pens were down 4-2, but the Pens showed grit and scored two goals with constant pressure to tie the game at 4-4. A red-faced New York Islander coach Patrick White called timeout as his team blows another double-digit league goal game 
for the second straight time. The one before that was uh, the uh, game Sunday in the stadium series where the Rangers just shocked the hell out of them. I think they came back from a three-goal deficit in that one. The two goals came 56 seconds apart. Great fight, great grit to tie it. But in OT, 50 seconds in, an Isla's defenseman, Adam Pellick, ripped a shot past Nadelkowicz for the 5-4 loss. The weird thing about overtime, because with 56 seconds, the game was over, Sidney Crosby and Afghani Malkin never saw the ice. Nadelkowicz, after the loss, said, I shit the bed. Well, I guess he was talking about the overtime goal because... Basically, the other goals that were scored, he really didn't have a chance. But uh, they gained a point, which was good. That was one point. Then came um, then came the uh, general manager for the um, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. That's Kyle Dubas. And he was asked about being a buyer or seller. And his response was, it's all determined on how the Penguins perform and where they stand in the Ethan Constance playoff race as the deadline gets closer. He ruled out full, a full-scale makeover of the roster as he spoke of impact veterans, of course, of Sidney Crosby, Afghani Malkin, Chris Letang, Eric Carlson, and Jake, Jeff Carter, Brian Rust, Jake Gunsel, and Noel Osiri, and Matt Nieto. He did say that the um, the players they they weren't going anywhere with no with no movement or no trade clause in his contract to waive it, so he can't be sent to another club and will not be approached. Those all those guys fit into that category, but uh, I think Gun Jake Gunsel, Noah Syria, Matt Nieto could specify some teams but it varies from contract to contract which they do not have to accept a trade Dubas went on to say out of respect to the group here and what they have accomplished I'm trying to be patient I will listen to offers but want to give the group the time to show that they really can make a playoff push so the Penguins are getting the uh, okay from the um, the general manager there that uh, he's not really looking to trade anybody. He thinks the team can make it as is. So what happens next is the Penguins play the Canadians at home again, and they wound up winning four to one over the Canadians, and. They ride the goaltending in a much-needed 4-1 victory over Montreal. Tristan Jarry stopped 31 of 32 shots with a couple of those saves being not sensational, pensational. Now, funny thing during this game, as we were just talking about Kyle Dubas not making any trade, he goes and makes a trade in the middle of the game. So the Penguins trade for a young forward from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Gen V, you out there? (laughs) Maybe you can help me along with this guy. (laughs) The uh, Pittsburgh Penguins tipped their toes into the trade market, and they added a young forward. 
in the midst of the contest against the Montreal Canadiens, but it didn't stop Dubas from making the move. The Penguins acquired forward Emil Benstrom from the Columbus Blue Jackets. In return, the Penguins sent AHL forward Alex Nylander in a conditional 2026 six-round draft pick. Benstrom is a 24-year-old forward, native of Sweden, and played 204 games in his NHL career. Over five seasons with the Blue Jackets, Benstrom has scored 31 goals and 38 assists for 69 total points. So, like we said, he didn't he didn't want to he didn't want to trade anybody. He goes and makes a trade in the middle of a game. But he did not give up any of the guys mentioned. Like he said, he didn't want to break up uh, the team. So Penguins general manager Kyle Dubas recently said he isn't yet committing to buying or selling at the trade deadline. He did, however, state he hopes to make an effort finding younger players for the Penguins, and Benstrom, 24, fits that category. So that that makes pretty much sense of, of what he said the day before. He wants to get younger, and he made the trade, and he, he got this... Uh, this kid from the uh, Blue Jackets. Uh, in that game against Montreal, Chris Letang had two goals. Drew O'Connor had a goal and assist. And Brian Rust had a goal. And Sidney Crosby and Afghani Malkin each had an assist. So that was that was a win. So now that's the second game in a homestand. And they've gotten three out of four points. Not bad. Then... Come Sunday, the Battle of Pennsylvania. And these games, they are must-see TV. So, again, this was the last game at a homestand. It was the Flyers versus the Penguins, again, at the PB Paints Arena in Pittsburgh. The Penguins got were victorious in this high-stakes high battle of PA, trailing the Flyers by nine points in the standings for a playoff spot with four games in hand. The Penguins get a hard-fought victory and a much-needed two points. Sidney Crosby, our Hall of Fame captain, recorded four points, one goal, three assists as they earned a 7-6 victory in the Battle of PA. In a wild back-and-forth affair, Brian Russ scored twice along with assists before leaving the game in the third period with an undisclosed upper-body injury, which uh, you'll hear later on turned out not to be too good. Chris Letang was credited with the game winner while Ricard Raquel Drew O'Connor and newly traded for Emil Benstrom making his Penguins debut all scored in this 13-goal affair with five goals coming in a back-and-forth third period. I don't know if anybody watched this, but this was insane. One team was scoring, the Penguins would go up by two, Flyers would come back, cut it, and it was just the whole period. Just like that was the whole period. Tristan Dari got the win in net in a critical team in a critical team and three home games this past week. The Penguins earned five points of a possible six points. So at fifty-five game plays and sixty points and now seven points out of a playoff spot and four four games in hand, this upcoming road trip will be another defining point in the season for the 2023-2024 season. So the Penguins, uh, after the game, they went they went to the airport immediately following the game to begin a season-telling four-game road trip through Vancouver, Seattle, Calgary, 
and Edmonton. It's not going to be easy, but the words from Crosby hit home. Uh, he said, if we just take care of things, get ourselves back in the picture a little bit, that's all we have to do, one game at a time, and continue to get points. I think with the guys in this room, we can get ourselves back in it. It's going to be tough because after the game, I think it was mentioned yesterday that uh, now Brian Rust did not make the trip with his undisclosed upper body injury. And of course, the Penguins are still missing Jake Gensel, their other, uh, their second leading scorer. So this, this is going to be tough. And they're not really close. They're still seven points out of uh, a playoff spot. They do have four games in hands, and other teams are pulling ahead in the wild card spot, like uh, Tampa and uh, Detroit, who are on fire. But uh, their only their only hope is to catch Philly. Like I said, seven points behind and four games in hand. That's that's doable. So we'll see what happens with the Penguins. They're going on this road trip. They got a couple of tough injuries. And we'll see how they play. And again, the trade deadline is coming up shortly. I believe it's next week. So we'll see uh, what Kyle Dubas does. He's going to go young. He's going to trade for young players like he did. That'll be good. And you don't want to break up the team. So he's riding, he's riding the Penguins of how they are. All right. Take another quick break. This is the Yinz Report on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. I'll come back with some uh, Steeler tidbits that happened over the past week, and we'll get into that, and we'll be right back. IE Sports Radio fans, it's your boy, the SoCal Saint, the host of the premier professional wrestling podcast, online today the ie elite wrestling show if you're a fan and have a passion for the world of professional wrestling this is the show for you i take you inside the ropes with all the athleticism high flying and hard hitting action and then we take it backstage with all the backstage drama and backstabbing that goes on in the world of professional wrestling today if something's going on in the world of professional wrestling rest assured SoCal Saint knows what's going on and he's going to let you know too. If you're a fan, check us out every Tuesday 12 p.m. Central Standard Time 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time only on IE Sports Radio. The IE Elite Wrestling Show your direct feed for all this professional wrestling on the only network that is your direct feed for all that is sports. Check us out. Cleveland and Columbus sports fans, this is Jen D, 
host of the show of the land on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. If you love Cleveland and Columbus sports like I do, be sure to tune in live to the show of the land on Tuesdays, where we will cover the Cleveland Browns, Cavs, Guardians, and Monsters. We will also talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets, Crew, Fury, and of course, the Ohio State Buckeyes. We'll also cover other colleges in the area like Akron, Kent State, Cleveland State, Mount Union, John Carroll, Baldwin-Wallace, Youngstown State, among others. So like I said, if you love Cleveland and Columbus sports like I do, be sure to tune in Tuesdays to the Show of the Land with Jen B. on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. happening sports fans are you a fan of southern california sports are you looking for a show hotter than a hot summer day in california then look no further than the socal supreme sports show where i talk about all things southern california sports that's right all sports teams from southern california from the hard-hitting tackles of the nfl to the killer crossovers and big three-pointers of the nba and wnba to the grand slams of the mlb to the bone-chilling goals of the nhl and to the booming kicks of the MLS, the SoCal Supreme Sports Show has it all for you. Oh, and let us not forget about the college sports as well. So join me, Taryn Rodriguez, every week here on iSports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. Welcome back. It's the Injury Report, IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all other sports. That was our man, Terran. That guy's a legend. Take a listen to him. All right, so let's get into some steel stuff. Not much going on. Still all that talk about the quarterback, Justin Fields, coming to Pittsburgh in a trade. Who are they going to sign? Every day it's something different or something new. But uh, they did make a couple of moves on Friday, February 23rd. The uh, Steelers cut their starting center, Mason Cole. He was released by the Steelers, starting center for 2022 and 2023. He played 34 regular season starts, 17 each seven. He also started the 2023 wildcard game against Patty B's Buffalo Bills. This move saves the Steelers 4.7 million cap states. It also creates a major needs entering free agency in the draft. I would look to the draft for the Steelers for a new center unless they go with a surprise on the roster. Nate Herdbig moving him from his line position to center. It would be a surprising move. But uh, 2023 was a struggle for Cole snapping the ball. Towards the end of the season, he had a lot of problems snapping the ball. And he had a serious pass protection problem also at the end at times. Uh, 
pushing this move heavily by the Steelers. I believe they're gonna go. They're going a different route for sure. So in free agency, we will keep an eye on names of centers like Aaron Brewer on the Titans, who has ties with Arthur Smith, the new offensive coordinator. The Broncos, Lloyd Cushenberry, and Las Vegas Raiders, Andre James. But as I mentioned, I believe the draft will produce our next center in Pittsburgh, keeping the ear out for these names like Oregon's Jackson Power Johnson, Georgia's Cedric Van Praan, Duke's Graham Barton, and West Virginia's Zach Fronte. I believe the Steelers at the West Shine Green were uh, speaking with the Oregon Jackson Powers Johnson. Free agency for the Steelers should be used to upgrade the defensive side of the ball, notably the defensive line and safety, and use the draft to improve the offense. As I said, center and for an offensive tackle, both have strong classes in these positions in the upcoming draft. They did make a signing. They uh, they signed from the Baltimore Ravens, who released linebacker Jeremiah Moon to a one-year deal at a $915,000 contract. They claimed him off waivers shortly after Baltimore released him to make the playoff roster moves. Now, this guy played against the Steelers in the last game of the season. He, I think he had like four tackles and a sack, and I didn't even realize that he was dropped off the, the roster in the playoffs for Baltimore. I wonder what was going on with that. This signing is very reminiscent and hopefully turns out to be the James Harrison saga. Now, the story behind that is same situation. James Harrison was going from team to team, to team trying to find a team to stick with. He, st- he started, he was on the Steelers, he was on a couple of different teams, and he wound up with the Ravens, and same thing, they released him. And when he they released him and he came back to Pittsburgh, oh, that's the James Harrison that's probably going to get into the Hall of Fame. When, I don't, I don't know, but he had a Hall of Fame career with the Steelers. So we'll hope that could happen. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Um, today there was a note that came out about Omar Khan. He was going to have a press conference at the Combine for the Steelers. We were hoping maybe to get a little uh, insight on the quarterback or something. And it came out that he had a family member pass away. So prayers and condolences to the Steelers GM, Omar Carr. Hope all is well goes well with that. Um, So he canceled his press conference because of the death in the family. So we're still at uh, Kenny Pickett is the only quarterback on the roster. Nothing out of Pittsburgh about a quarterback. There was something on uh, ESPN today that uh, it's getting hot and heavy where they, ESPN, feels that Justin Fields is going to wind up in a steel uniform. Again, I can't I can't go by ESPN. You got to wait till you hear it from somebody in the Steelers uh, organization. And it's been quiet, so... The Combine is here. I'm sure we'll hear something in the next couple of days. Something will come out. Somebody will say something. They'll update us on it. But uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, Kenny Pickett's time in Pittsburgh is short-leashed. Because if they're trading for Justin Fields, he's not 
of course, he's not going to be the starter. So we'll monitor that. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned. Today is uh, Pack Tuesday. Bunch of shows for your uh, sports pleasure coming up. Tehran start. I'm sorry, Terran started us out today at three o'clock with some awesome volleyball stuff. Check check his shows out. He has the SoCal show also, as I just played in the drop. And shows after coming up will be Gen B is next with the show of the land. That's Cleveland. Uh, 8 p.m. you have Philly Sports Talk with Chris and Bobby. And then at 10 p.m. you had Sin City Sports with uh, Kyle. So that's the show for today. Hope everyone out there is having a good day. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I'll be back next week, hopefully with some good stuff again. And till then, I will talk to everybody next Tuesday. Good night. Enjoy your night. And always, love you guys. Take care. Once again, you've been listening to the Yinzer Report on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all other sports. Stay tuned for Gen B with the show of the land. And I would just like to say, I just saw in the chat that Patty Bax with the Buffalo Huddle will be celebrating our 100th episode next week. Congrats, Patty B. Can't wait to listen. Enjoy your evening. Take care.